0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Sam's Report. Today is, what is today? Today is August 19th, 2016, and we are quickly approaching the end of August, also known as the end of summer. And what's coming at the end of summer? Hopefully, Joe Belfiore is supposed to be coming back. So, let's see what happens. Uh, he, I saw some people tweeting at him saying, hey, we're getting close to the end of summer. When, you know, when is Joe gonna be coming back? What's, what's the deal? I don't know. I haven't heard anything about what's going on with Joe. But August 19th, quickly approaching the end of summer, And let's just dive in, shall we? So a couple things here. So studio, people have noticed uh, before we started the show, big, big, you know, big-ish changes, whatever. So if you're watching for the first time or you're just tuning in or whatever, uh, lights have been moved. That's why I look terribly lit in the shadows. I actually have more lights coming. So if the doorbell rings, I got to go run and grab all these packages. And so the lights got moved closer to that set. And so I got more lights for this set and to help light that set. And yeah, it's been a a crazy week of moving stuff. You can see there's wires everywhere. I've actually turned the camera so you can't see everything that's going on over there. Um, Took panels off the wall, replanted panels, all sorts of crazy stuff. So it's been a busy week from that perspective, and we're making progress. Uh, Paul is actually getting a lot of his stuff actually today. I think he got his desk and he's got other boxes showing up, I'm, I'm pretty sure, today. So, we are making killer progress. I don't know the exact date we're going to start yet, but it will be, we're quickly approaching that. So, um, you know, just keep that in mind that Paul and I will be launching that relatively soon, but I don't have an exact date. So, there we go. Uh, Other things that are going on, uh, I got a new router. Uh, I talked about this last week, I think, I was trying out the Eros, total disaster didn't work. So, uh, recommendation from Eric Chu, he's actually in the comments right now ended up getting the Nighthawk from Netgear AC3200 tri-band gigabyte Wi-Fi router. Ran out of air in my lungs. It's a router. It works. Uh, I now have Wi-Fi connectivity better down here than I did with my old router. It's not perfect, but it's improved that everything can jump on here. It's tri-band. So I now actually have a 5 gigahertz network and a 2.4. Actually there's two 5 gigahertz and it's worked fine. It's yeah. It gets the job done, and things are online. I haven't had, knock on wood, any drop connections. Throughput is excellent. The app that is on your phone isn't so great, but you know what? You can log in through a web browser. And I did change the admin password, uh, as everybody should do with a new router. Always change your admin password. But yeah, so there we go. Nighthawk is up and running. It's actually powering today's show, although they're not really a sponsor. I've never really done sponsorships, but that is what is going on. So what else is going on? That's really, I think, about it from the, the kind of like the company perspective, Throt.com, Petri, and IT Unity perspective. So let's just jump into the deep, heavy news, shall we? Biggest news of the week. Just kidding. Uh, Microsoft brings its OneNote importer to the Mac. So really, this only impacts you if you're using Evernote on the Mac and you want to bring that stuff all the way into OneNote. The importer is now there. It's actually a really cool little tool, and because Evernote is now doing a subscription. Uh, where you basically get two devices for free and then you get to start paying up. After that, um, I would imagine Microsoft is seeing a a large influx potentially of OneNote users and now Mac people can take all their Evernotes and bring them to, you know, uh, OneNote. Other things that went on this week, Microsoft rebranded Bing Rewards, and they're hoping that it's going to get you to use Edge. So it's it's no longer Bing Rewards, it's now Microsoft Rewards, and they're expanding the program in some areas, and they're also kind of contracting in others. So right now, uh, if you use Bing, the Bing Rewards only really works through bing.com, as the name suggests, but now it's going to expand. So if you start using Edge, and if you shop at the Microsoft Store uh, in person or in the App Store, they're now going to start doing rewards via that system and so there's one big change for people who are pretty deep into the bing rewards program it says uh non-microsoft rewards like amazon gift cards are no longer discounted at the gold or level two uh tier so that's a pretty big change really they're trying to get you to stay in the microsoft stuff and because they're expanding it they're making it easier for you to earn rewards so they're probably just trying to cover their tail on the back end of actually how much this is going to cost them. So that is now out. And I believe uh, everyone's just going to love this. I know it's only available in the U.S. currently. I believe that is how it is. So if you use Bing, it's definitely worth signing up for. And if you're using Edge, and I think they're going to try to really push Edge with this. That's how they're going to try to say, hey, don't go to Chrome. Stay with Edge. You'll get rewards. You'll get free stuff, literally. Um, somebody competent to comp commented and said, hey, they're going to start paying people to use Edge. Kind of, yeah, they are. I mean, it's not direct like cash payments, but it is definitely a reward system. So uh, Edge could literally pay to start using it. Be on the lookout for that. They said it's going to be rolling out in the next couple weeks. There's a teaser site up. uh, If you go to Bing Rewards and it will, whatever, it'll it'll help you get there. But I told you basically what you need to know. Just be on the lookout and that the product or the service is expanding. That's kind of what the deal is. Uh, Other news this week, the anniversary update starts rolling out, finally, on Windows 10 Mobile. Uh, I don't really think this is a big deal. Some people were like, oh my god, it's finally happening. Like, I really honestly think that if you're a Windows Phone user, or Windows 10 Mobile user, you're probably already on the Insider Ring, and at this point, you're running a Redstone 2 build, because that also came out this week. So, for those people who are getting this anniversary update on their device, you know, there you go. Uh, The wait is finally over. But I still recommend being on the anniversary or the Insider Rings, definitely if you're a Windows 10 mobile user because what else would you want to run? Um, if you're if you're running Windows 10 mobile, you're you're a fan, you're a Microsoft fan, and you like running the beta software. So there you go. Uh, that is now rolling out. Other things that Microsoft did this week: Microsoft is starting to hit back at the iPad Pro, so they released a commercial this week that pretty much makes fun of the iPad Pro. It says, "Hey, I've like I've got a keyboard now and." it's really, it's pretty funny. I don't know. I, it's humorous, I guess is a better way to describe it because they got the Surface Pro 4 and obviously we all know the Surface Pro 4 is a lot more powerful, as a full desktop operating system. And then there's the iPad Pro, which is about the same price and cost if you put the same storage, 128 gigabyte. because I don't know why you buy an iPad Pro with only 32 gigs of storage. That just seems crazy to me. But if you get the same storage, they're roughly the same price and it's basically Microsoft saying, hey, look how much better the Surface Pro 4 is than the iPad Pro. It's great. Finally, it takes the same format if you haven't seen the commercial yet. If you remember back to when Microsoft cared about Windows Phone and was actually trying to sell these things, they used to run commercials with Cortana and Siri side-by-side, side, a Windows Phone and an iPhone, and they would show you know, show how Cortana is better. It's the exact same style of setup. So, this commercial is now out. It's on YouTube. I don't know if it's going to the cable networks or not. It is exactly 30 seconds long, which makes it seem like, hey, this is something destined for the TV. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't heard anybody say they've seen it yet, but it very well could be coming out. My biggest kind of question about this advertisement is why did it take Microsoft so long? Like, it's not some big surprise that all of a sudden the iPad Pro is like, eh, whatever. Um, But yeah, here we are, uh, August, and now they're kind of starting to bash the iPad Pro. The only thing I can think of that might justify this is that I've actually seen a lot of iPad Pro commercials. And maybe that's why they're thinking now is the time we release this. Like I've seen them on like Instagram um, and a couple other places. So Apple is definitely starting to market the iPad and the iPad Pro. So maybe that's the justification for why they are now doing this. But anyways, those are out. Uh, Other things. uh, Where did my cover go? Oh, it's back behind there. Um, Microsoft is now selling. Hopefully, this isn't making too much noise. If you want to be cool and you want a Bengals type cover, Microsoft is now selling these things. Uh, 160, 160 a pop. That's not cheap, but it's a type cover essentially, plus the NFL licensing uh, agreement. I would imagine at some point. So these things rolling out to the stores. Uh, you can get obviously any team you want that's in the NFL. But 160 bucks a pop, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're neat, but there's no new functionality. And the one thing that kind of is annoying about this. Okay, so the logo is here. Like this is cool. This looks great. Like there's no logo on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> like it'd be neat if they put like a Bengals logo or the NFL logo down over here or up here or, or anywhere, so it doesn't look just like a gray type cover. So when you're using the thing, you don't actually even really see it. It's only when you're carrying it or have it stored. But um, you know that's <laughs> that's available for 160 bucks if you want it uh, in the U.S. and Canada, by the way. So and yes, as Greg questions, it's only for the NFL right now. I could see, I mean, obviously Microsoft can print these things up relatively easily. I would be curious to see if they expand it uh, to any other teams. The reason why they're probably starting with the NFL is, one, NFL season kicks off here, well, now, essentially. Two, they have a standing agreement with the NFL, right? They are, they're using services uh, at NFL games and all that good stuff. So they already have these agreements in place, unlike Major League Baseball, where they probably have to go acquire the licensing and all that good stuff. And there. And some people are actually, a lot of European fans were saying, hey, can we get some Premier League stuff? And I, I would actually be pretty pretty pumped if they did Premier League stuff. But there you go, 160 bucks a pop. Those things are rolling out. You can grab them. So Microsoft announced a really big change this week uh, to Windows. And it, and it impacts Windows 7, Windows 8.1, Server 2008, and uh, Server 2012. They are moving to the cumulative update process for those OS's now they're going to essentially adopting what Windows 10 is doing so starting I believe it's in September or October they're going to start only pushing one update a month and it's going to be cumulative meaning when you run that update it's going to bring all the other updates with it and this is good and bad This is very bad for the IT pro who likes to be able to control what patches are going out on their environment. That's no longer going to be possible. I guess you could block the cumulative update, but then you're going to have to block them perpetually. So this is, IT pros are going to lose a bit of control here, a little bit, a decent amount of control uh, through this new update process. And what Microsoft is trying to do is, the problem they have is because IT pros can selectively patch and everything else, they have hundreds of thousands, if not even more, permutations of system configurations in the wild. And so when they release a patch, if if somebody's not running a certain patch, it might give out, it might crash their system because they're not running all the updates. And what Microsoft is hoping this will do is by forcing everyone to install all the patches, is that it's going to make their testing a lot easier. And not only a lot easier, a lot more reliable. Because Microsoft, as we all know, has pushed out some bad patches. Things that blue screen, things that break uh, Active Directory controls got broken previously. And so they've had a tough time patching lately. And I think this is their potential solution is saying, Hey, you know what? Screw it. We're just going to make everyone install all the patches. That way we have one testing scenario. Our patches will become more reliable because we won't have those one-off scenarios. At least this is the theory. And so this is going to start rolling out relatively soon. And I'm going to be very curious to see how this goes over because Microsoft has to get their patching in order, because if they don't, it's a big problem. And that's why selective patching occurs. So, this is coming. Windows 7 and Windows 8.1 is how it's going to impact consumers most. Uh, yeah. So, just be on the lookout for that. I mean, that that's... It's, I don't know. I'm going to be interested to see. I think it's going to be a tough transition process for a lot of IT pros. And the other thing is, too, is IT pros have always kind of been, since Microsoft is going to this cloud, this process of is the, what is the future career path of the IT pro? Now, don't get me wrong. The, the profession is not going away. I'm not even close to saying that. It will always exist, in my opinion. But this is one less task that these people are really going to have to do. But what's more concerning, too, is you know you just know this is going to happen. Microsoft is going to push out a cumulative update. IT pros are going to have to install it. It's going to break something. It might be this year. It might be five years from now. The exec's going to get on the phone and call down at IT pro chime and says, why the hell did you push this patch out if it's breaking it? And they're going to say, well, I can't stop them. Because that's the way uh, Microsoft does it. So that is... I'd love to know what other people think of this. I see it from both sides, but it's a pretty tough change. I think this is going to be a real learning curve. And this is, again, this is Microsoft just doing what it thinks it has to do to get better at quality control. Because Microsoft fired all or laid off or whatever you want to call it, all of their testers. Remember, they did this in favor of, basically, if you develop it, you're responsible for testing it. Well, they got rid of those dedicated people who were also testing it. And this is going to lead into things that we talk about later. Other things in the enterprise world, uh, Microsoft is getting rid of Azure Remote App. I actually find this hilarious. And they're now recommending Citrix Zen App Express, Express in quotations because it may not uh, be the final name. But anyways, uh, if you used Azure Remote App, Microsoft's saying, eh, we're not gonna u- make this anymore. And they're going to add uh, Zen App Express. And so when Microsoft announced Remote App, uh, Citrix got pretty pissed at Microsoft because they encre- encroached on their territory. And so it's just kind of funny to see Microsoft kind of like backing down and saying, okay, we're just going to kind of sunset remote app and not build it out. And we'll recommend ZenApp App Express and we'll just go from there. So I think most people who are, use that application are aware of it because Microsoft sent out emails to all of these people. But if you use ZenApp App Remote, or Zen App Remote, way to combine two names, Azure Remote app, just be aware, you've got about a year before that product is completely de- uh, depreciated inside the Microsoft ecosystem. Other things inside the Microsoft, like, enterprise world, really big news came out yesterday. And it's the most I've ever written about PowerShell. I obviously know what it is and I use it on, on occasion. Is uh, PowerShell is now open source. It's actually available for Linux and uh, Mac OS at this very moment. So if you've been a OS user or Linux user and saying, you know what, I just wish I had PowerShell. Well, now you do. You can actually run it. Um, I don't really know what all you're going to use it for, but it's available. And I think this is more of a kind of a a symbolic thing, I honestly do. It's Microsoft's just saying, hey, look, we're going to put more content, more product out into the open source world, again, giving that olive branch. The one nice thing is if you are very heavy in PowerShell, uh, you can you know it extremely well, and you do use uh, a Linux or an OSX environment, you, you can take those skills with you. So that is actually a benefit, and you can actually bring that familiarity. I think it's just kind of a full circle type thing too. And if you think it from this side of it, I think it makes actually makes a lot of sense now that I think about it. So Microsoft uh, said one in three virtual machines in Azure is actually running a, a Linux distro, whatever it may be. What they want to do is make that, management of that service as easy as possible. And so they already have Bash on Windows, so it makes sense to go the other way, right? They're just gonna bring PowerShell to Linux in case you're over there in that OS and you need those tools, you now have them, especially when you're working up with VMs and Azure. So, there you go, Power, uh, PowerShell now open source. That seems just crazy. I mean, two thousand, the year 2008 is like dry heaving in a corner and needs a therapist at this point. Like this is like so unimaginable, um, from a decade ago that Microsoft would actually be open sourcing PowerShell and porting it to Linux and OSX. That's just kind of nuts to me. But here we are. I mean, good job. I mean, it, I think it makes sense. So, yeah, check all that out. Uh, moving on to like the consumer world here, and this is where we'll spend a decent amount of time. Build 14.905 is out for PC and mobile. Uh, this is the first Redstone 2 build, I believe, for the mobile. And the second uh, desktop build. Nothing really new. Uh, On the sound, on the mobile side, there are new sounds. If that's your cup of tea, you can now go change your sounds and more unifying across the entire Windows ecosystem. But let's just dive into the anniversary update. Um, Yeah, let's just dive in here because it's been rough. I, I think for quite a few people. Just kicking things off. Uh, first, some people still haven't gotten it. If you haven't gotten it, you can go download again. Go download the install media <laughs> cautiously, and you can have the ability to install uh, the anniversary update. It's out there. But I want to talk about a tech support uh, problem that was resolved recently. I had a, a reader email me, and we tried to work through some Windows 10 update issues. And he actually had a Surface Pro 4, and it would not install the Windows 10 update uh, anniversary update which seems crazy the surface Pro 4 is Microsoft hardware it's Microsoft software and this device could not upgrade to Windows 10 anniversary update it kept failing and so through email we troubleshooted a couple of things and said finally I said hey you know what you got to go to like the Microsoft store or just email Microsoft and so what this individual did and he asked that I' not, not use his name uh, he actually emailed a Microsoft executive. And Microsoft to their credit actually started helping out. I think this might be a little bit more common uh, in common being, you know, relatively small portion, but uh, issues along the same vein. And so what this person's problem was, and they spent a couple, I would say a couple weeks, maybe a week or two uh, working directly with like, this is like top tier Microsoft support. You're like, you have the engineer who probably coded some of these features working on this uh, problem. And, and, The actual problem, I quite literally laughed when I heard what it is. Just, you'll hear what it is. Uh, It was printer drivers. (laughs) An effing printer scenario was stopping the anniversary update. Printers are the devil of the PC world. They're nobody has ever said you know what i'm happy i had to install a printer today or i'm happy i had to add a printer to the network a printer related issue was stopping somebody's surface pro 4 from upgrading successfully to the anniversary update and microsoft was able to troubleshoot it and work through all this a credit to microsoft there that they went out of their way to help one individual upgrade his surface pro 4 and granted microsoft likely heard a lot or learned a lot from this but i was reading this and like this, this thread had been going on for 2 weeks at least at least 2 weeks and it comes back and goes yeah it was a printer problem like <laughs> it's like oh my god like printers printers are somebody's going to be like uh, we're, it's going to be 58 years from now and we're still going to have printer issues they they never go away hopefully we're just beyond printing at that point like it's just i don't know like paper is just completely f- ridden from the computing and business world but yeah Printers were stopping somebody else. Um, other things that are going on with the anniversary update, this is a little bit more serious. There's this mysterious freeze issue going on uh, where people who have, and if you have this problem, you are acutely aware of it, where the computer will just lock up just randomly. And Microsoft, it seems like they're narrowing it down to devices that have two drives where at least one is a solid state. That's not always perfect, but that seems to be one of the scenarios, and Paul wrote this up, and actually there were quite a few people commenting about it, and (laughs) there's a couple odd scenarios that can do it, they tell you to add another account to the PC and log in with that, and it may do it, but this freeze issue, uh, one person reports that their machine is impacted, and this only occurred after they installed the anniversary update, that it takes over 20 minutes to boot, like that is just crazy. Absolutely crazy. And other people are just saying, hey, you know what? My machine just locks up. Microsoft recommends creating a second account, potentially updating, making sure your antivirus software is updated. And you can go check out the support thread on Microsoft. You can find it on Thrott's post. But this freeze issue is, again, impacting a small user group. But still, a small amount of 350 million people is a lot of people. Uh, You know, it's a little dicey. And so the next issue, which I wrote up this morning, I actually got a tip from Andrew Zarian, uh, What the Tech uh, co-host, who I did it with, uh, what, two weeks ago when Paul was away? So webcams. We've had this issue with webcams. And somebody asked in the chats. they said, hey, Brad, what webcam to use. This one right here is the Logitech C920. It's a great webcam. I actually hope they come out with a 4K version, like called the C970 or whatever you want to call it. Uh, But it's a great little webcam and I'll look even better if this is your first time watching next week when I have proper lighting, no shadows and all that stuff. But it's a great little webcam. Gets the job done, works well with Skype, no problems. So, a little bit of backstory. Um, I don't run the, I don't run insider builds on this machine that you're on or, or that I'm using right now. I run it inside a VM. I do run it on like the surface, uh, pro four here, um, and also on my surface books, but I don't run it on my desktop because I need it stable. Paul, on the other hand, uh, runs it on his desktop and Paul and I chat frequently and a lot of times, and he's been having a webcam problem where after, I don't know, maybe a minute, sometimes less, uh, <laughs> It just locks up like it's a freeze frame and he's just like, like frozen in time. But the voice and audio still works. So we we could never figure out what it was. We honestly thought it might be a driver issue. So we tried removing and installing the driver. Uh, We actually got down to the point where we thought it was a Skylake issue. But I have a Skylake chip in mine, and it's fine. And he tried it on different machines and it would still happen. And what it turns out is Microsoft has broken webcams with the anniversary update. And you're wondering why this is working right now, and I'll explain why in a second. Microsoft has essentially neutered webcams. They removed um, two of the codecs that are used, and it's... And what happens... It's a little frustrating. So what happens is, is Microsoft removed two codecs that these webcams use, and they left a third. And that third codec is only used for 720p at 30 frames. If your webcam tries to go higher than that to say 60 frames per second or 1080p, it will lock up. If it tries to do any other HD setting, it will lock up. Um, If you want to use H.264 is one of the codecs they removed, if your webcam tries to switch to that codec, it locks up. And so the scenario what Microsoft was trying to do is there's now new ways and new apps can access your webcam. And what they wanted is that if you had two apps open and they were both trying to access your webcam, that that stream would not be encoded twice. Because if it's encoded twice, that's poor system performance. You'll notice it and your machine will kind of lag. And they wanted to avoid that. So what did they do? They removed two codecs that are widely used by third-party USB cameras. And so when those cameras try to use that codec, it locks the machine up. So that is why... Uh, I've actually had to downsize the the file size of um, this this uh, podcast. What the hell am I doing with my life? This podcast because of this, and it is very apparent. And Microsoft actually tried to say, "Hey, no, we don't think that's really the problem." And then they reverted and said, "Oh, yeah, that is actually the issue." Now, a couple things: the fix is supposedly coming in September, and it may not fix it for everybody. Um, they're they're working on. On a fix for September, but Microsoft freaking broke millions, millions of webcams with these, with the anniversary update. And now they claim they tested this with the insiders and partner builds. But I know for a fact, Paul was complaining about it. I know that this impacted people other than Paul, because there's support threads all over the internet for it. So I don't really know what microsoft was doing when they said oh we tested this and look at this that's right they got rid of all their testers and they now hold people accountable for their own code microsoft you need those testers back you're screwing over people by by getting rid of them to save a little money it's apparent that those coders that they let go who were testing product have had a measurable negative impact on windows um there's no other way to say it at this point i mean you you broke millions of these things you have freezing issues uh it's just really frustrating because i like windows 10 but what really pisses me off is i can't roll back to 1511 that's what i tried to do but microsoft conveniently said hey you only get 10 days to roll back i'm past the 10 day window, so the only way i can go back to 1511 is if I re-image my machine? Which why would I want to do that? So now I'm stuck with a broken webcam, and because God, that's not important to my job or anything. Um, and I know it's very important to other people. There were people in the thread who who have millions of customers with webcams and third-party products that no longer work, and they're blaming the vendor, rightfully so. We thought it was Logitech fault. It wasn't. It's Microsoft. And so yeah, um, John is asking how insiders did not catch us. I honestly think that they did. Like, I, I just don't think it was, I, I well, I know Paul did. I just don't think it was articulated well enough that people couldn't figure it out. Because when you introduce third-party hardware, it's either, okay, is it the device, is it the driver, or is it the OS? And you really generally don't think it's the OS and, and until you get enough of those people in the same room, and then you conclude, yeah, it is. And Logitech saying, hey, we can't do anything about this. This is a Microsoft problem. And so we're all just kind of held captive here to Microsoft to push out this update that will hopefully fix this. And it's a big problem because I can't use Skype. I'm using XSplit right now, but if I go use Skype, uh, I can't control the frame rate. And every time it kicks up to HD, it freezes. So this is just a wonderful little problem. And you can go read the support thread. I wrote it up and I try to be as articulate as possible. Microsoft is aware of it. Hopefully in sometime in September, uh, we will get this problem resolved. So yeah, there we go. Uh, somebody commented, yeah, I've actually got this little channel nine toy. I've actually got three of these little guys. There's a- At least another one um if you go watch paul and i did a show on microsoft campus it was part of their virtual tech conference they we did it back in october um these are the things that paul threw at me and then i subsequently threw back i think after the cameras turned off but yeah so microsoft had this like huge box of them and so i i grabbed three of them as ammo uh to throw at paul so i don't know guys um i'd be curious if anybody else has had any other issues with the anniversary update like these kind of seem to be the big ones for now but it's it's just frustrating that Microsoft is is moving to this like universal patch process but the anniversary update broke so many things um it makes you a little bit nervous because I waited I waited all the way up until the end to install anniversary update and it's still uh, it's still a problem and it's I, I I'm saddened by that because I love the features. Like I love the badging that they added to the universal app. So now I use the mail app and I can see, Hey, look, I have six unread emails. That's great. I love all the features. But when you, when you break the features that I need to just work, uh, a little tough. So uh, the insider tip of the week is be careful with the anniversary update. If you haven't installed it yet, I honestly might wait a little bit longer. Um, I wouldn't rush into this one. It seems like there's a lot of like kind of fringe issues, but the fringe issues are like show stopping. So I, I don't know how many people it's impacting. I know a lot of people have, uh, done exceptionally well with it, but yeah. So here we are. I'd just be a little bit cautious with it. Um, And answer some questions, or at least one question from another. The commenter says, how is Threat Premium going? It's going great. We are making excellent progress. We are working on a redesign of the front page currently. Uh, Comments actually are getting close to being done, and we're also working on the form as well. I don't have any dates, but we're in like the, and some of the product is in beta testing stages. Some of it's still uh, finalizing design, but it's coming along pretty quick. Um, I can't wait until we get the other podcast done with Paul and I. And yeah, so on the podcast note, if you're going to be at Ignite, um, I'm going to be there. I know Paul is going to be there and a couple other people are going to be there as well. But actually, I believe Paul and I might be doing a podcast there. We haven't quite ironed out the details, but pay attention, you know, keep posted to Throt. We will get the details to you about uh, everything going on at Ignite. But that is in late-ish September. So be on the lookout for that. And you know what, guys? I think that's really about it. Um, we covered everything. Don't want to run any longer. Next week, we should have new lights and everything. God, I hope, I hope, like, these wires and everything else are, uh, are taken care of by that time. So once again, guys, thanks for watching. Been another good episode. Have a great weekend.